0: Welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast We are rediscovering the ancient way Thank you for listening It's time for another episode And uh, today I want to present something that um, I'm going to try to stay Somewhat directly linked to two words And I'll just let you in on something right here right now These two words, they're kind of becoming curse words in this modern age. (laughs) They're becoming words you don't really want to talk about in this era of culture, of Christianity, the patterns of the world. I'm telling you, when, when, when the church has the same issue as the world towards a matter, my radar is up. I'm attentive. Oh. Oh, this has my attention. This is a cultural issue and it is absolutely hands-down prevalent in the church. Okay. Better look into that. We might need to unearth why Okay, so here is what I want to present today. And again, let's just be precise with two words, and I'm going to explain why this is even on the table today. Let's see where this lands with you, friend. (laughs) Word number one, under. Under. Word number two. Authority. Under and authority. Where do those two words land in you, my friend? (laughs) As presumably a believer, a, a, a person who is identified as a, quote, Christian. I don't like the word Christian. If you ever listen to this podcast, you full well know that by now. Yeshua did not come to start a new sect of belief in the sense of some new religion. He's not Buddha. He's not Muhammad. He was the Son of God, Son of Man, Emmanuel, Messiah, who came to perfect, fulfill, and perfectly demonstrate what already was. He didn't institute a new religion, friends. But that's not where I am today. But, but here is something that we've got to address within the church. Authority. Oh my gosh. People hate authority. Christians now. Christians who say they're fully submitted, they say out of their mouths, how they are lorded over by Yeshua Messiah, the God himself is enthroned upon the seat of their life, they are under his authority. But yet they cannot place themselves under any level of authority under a mere man. Well, I'm under the authority of Yahweh God, brother. <laughs> well, how in the world can we submit ourselves to an all-powerful, perfect, righteous, holy unseen God, but yet fail at merely submitting to a mere man. Wow. How's that for a thought, right? Okay, so let's set that over here to the side. We'll come back to that later, perhaps. What this originated out of is in promotions of the podcast, I have joined a couple podcast groups online, where you can kind of share what you're teaching, what your podcast is about. It's basically just like any other group, discussion group. You're just immersing yourself in what you do into a corporate group of people doing likewise. It's been interesting. It's been eye-opening for sure. I admittedly have a little bit of jealousy when I see people talking about topics that, to me, are just utter waste of time. And they have thousands and thousands and thousands of followers. Yeah, I have issues. I'm dealing with those. But I, I, I immersed myself into a little bit of a thread of, uh, here's the question that was posed by the administrator of one of these groups that I am now In. And he presented a question that I found very intriguing that said, in summary, if you are part of a local church, do you consider your podcast, your messages, your whatever people call what they do when they take a subject, a topic, an opinion and put it in the public sector? Do you consider what you do in your podcast, should you be in a local church, do you consider that to be under the authority of your pastor? And is he aware of what you do? And I'm telling you, the the responses were very intriguing. The one that was directly above the post that I made in response to that question was, a young lady who, in, who basically said, "If I, I might be able to quote her, It's just one line basically, no, why on earth would I do that? <laughs> and friends, right there is the posture of our age. Why in the world would anything that I do, that I hear God saying, should that be part of why anyone would record something, why in the world would any other person have any say in anything that I do? How absurd. That is our age. I say this with great regularity. I know learned men, I know mature, godly men who will not submit to man at all. I mean, they will fight you to the death to say all that is is the spirit of religion. Five minutes after they quote Paul's exhortations to the church in absolute authority. Well, now Paul said, I'm just like you. I'm the least of this and I'm the worst of this. And Well, Paul was just like everybody else. Listen, he was not just like everyone else. Or else his message of, you know what? Come up to the level I'm walking, brother. Follow me as I follow Messiah. Those teachings would have no weight and no value. And more importantly, when he spoke those to real life men in his age, they would not have carried the weight that they did and they would not have had the impact that they did in people. People were coming into the church because men had experiential encounters with the Messiah and spoke the power of the word of their testimony with authority. Men used to rightly be set apart holy and consecrated priestly so that they could stand in confidence and call out those who were walking in sin. And here's the problem, and here's the argument that is right and true from those who oppose any kind of rightful biblical authority and order. Well, men are flawed. Men are screwed up. All men are what? They're, they're, they're insufficient in themselves. Well, yes, yes, yes. All these things are true, yet in no way invalidate the rightful function of men in the body of Christ. Listen, I don't know what it is other than a supernatural work of God's hand. And I mean that. I don't mean that trivially at all. I'm a very, very, very strong-willed person in myself. My natural tendency is self-provision, self-sustaining, I can go to God. I know Him, you know. I hear Him. I receive His Word. In myself, I could and I used to arrogantly say, I don't need you, brother. I don't need a pastor. I don't need a teacher. Hey, I'm going to quote right here, right now. The Holy Spirit will teach you in all things. You are not in need of a teacher. That's me. Amen? I am a scriptural man. But here's the thing. Deep down buried within that, should any man really submit themselves to the authority and lordship and headship of the Messiah, you start to realize, you know what? I'm really just being arrogant. I'm really afraid of the spirit of religion boogeyman. Well, you know what? God set me free of that. He matured me to a place where, you know what? I'm not afraid to submit myself to men because men are not my absolute authority. But, equally so, God gives functions to men. It is the scriptural pattern of the church goes all the way back to Moses receiving the commands of God himself. It goes back to Adam, even. Adam was given what? A mandate to govern, rule, and reign all of the natural earth. God gives men functions. He gives them purposes. He gives them places, positions to operate under His dominion, under His counsel, to execute His government in humanity upon a natural earth. Under authority. Holy cow, we so loathe the idea of any other man, even in Christ Jesus, right? In the confines of a shared relational body, most men do not want any man telling them anything that they should do. I would say that's part of the problem of why the church is in in just... Absolute infancy, spiritually speaking. Why in the world are people so immature? Well, there's no spiritual fathers. There's no godly grown men who have matured and taken people under their wing to teach other men. Train them. Show them things that they themselves do not yet know. Because they've not walked that journey yet that the, that the elder has walked. We just say, well, I'm just like you. It's all I've heard my whole life. Two options, as I'm always saying in these recordings. Two extremes. A pastor, leader, teacher, prophet, self-branded, self-defined. I am in charge and I'm telling you what to do. I'm not negating that that's not in the body. That's all over the church. I know that. Or you have, again, the other extreme. Hey, we're all the same. Equal plane Christianity. Oh, I believe in the fivefold ministry. I believe in the gifts. I believe in the functions. But listen, we are all exactly the same. Now, friends, this is foolishness. This is such juvenile thinking. I have no problem to admit that a man who's 70 years old and who has walked with the Lord for 50 years is more spiritually mature and prepared to teach and train me. If he's not more advanced in the things of the kingdom than me, then there's a problem. I don't have any issue acknowledging that fact. That should be what the case is. I don't have any issue looking at a brother who's 25 years old who's been walking as a believer for two years of looking at that young man and saying, You know what, brother? I can teach you some things. I can help you. I can help you with your marriage. I can help you with how to interact with authority. I can help you, brother. Does that make me arrogant, prideful, and full of a religious spirit? No. It's juvenile thinking. It's so juvenile. It's spiritual immaturity, hands down. Does that mean I invalidate that brother's counsel? Absolutely not. We can learn from anyone and everyone, in and out of the church. We're not above it, but we are put in functions and positions, and we ourselves need to be under authority. I literally don't understand why mankind is so vehemently opposed to any other man telling them something that they should change other than the pride of man. I'm telling you I don't reference this half as much as I think about it. It is the spirit of Cain. Self exaltation. I will rise up and murder you. That's what Yeshua taught, you know. Everyone who's so just fascinated with Torah keeping, law, 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 look, I understand it in measure. But you know what? Let's just simplify that real quick, can we? Yeshua Messiah, he was the personification of the Torah. He kept the laws and commands of God to absolute perfection, Obedience to the Father. And then he built upon it. We could say, look, if you even operate in the spirit of Cain in your heart, you are a murderer. Forget whether or not that blade goes into your brother. If your heart is against him, you are murderous. Yeshua fulfilled the standard and from my present opinion then raised it. It is about our heart's posture towards a brother, which I would say is absolutely an indication clearly of where my heart is towards the Father. Because listen, if I cannot submit to Pastor Timmy well, that's not very. That's not a very uh, stately name. That see now that that already makes it too easy. <laughs> if I cannot submit to Pastor Timothy, how in the world can I submit to an all perfect God? I mean seriously, y'all. I have. I mean, I just can't get past that with with brothers who have been in my past. If you can't submit to another brother, how in the world can you submit to the eternal father? That's what I train my son. Son, I am teaching you and training you for what reason? Not so you're obedient to daddy, but that, but that through your pattern of a yielded will and obedience unto your daddy and mommy, you will more rightly be positioned to kneel yourself before creator God in submission under his authority. So, friends, let me take that principle that my eight-year-old son understands and see if you, in fact, yourself understand the same. You submit yourself in authority to men so that you can practice how to bow your knee before an eternal God. If you can't bow your knee but before a mere brother, how can you bow your knee before an eternal righteous God? It's a pattern of humility. But like that girl said in that podcast uh, community group, why on earth would I submit what I do to anyone else's authority? How absurd. Oh, my gosh. We we hate authority. Let's just be honest. Listen, my son can admittedly probably quote more Bible verses than me. That's a real, oh, boy, that's convicting in, in my life right now. That's not right. It's upside down. But he, I will often hear in the homeschool in my house, him quoting verses like that. The condition of a heart. And like, the fool hates instruction. A wise son loves reproof. Is that that true for us? Or do we hate it? Do we despise it in our heart? In our heart now, what is your posture the last time anyone in your life confronted you and said, you know what, brother? I think you're wrong. Or, by demonstration of something they did revealed something that you disagree with, what did you do? Uh Uh-uh. I can't be with you. We disagree. Well, friends, I'm telling you, like the, the message of, of what the Spirit's saying in this hour is all these things we could categorize as potential dividers. These these heart positions breed division. Our unwillingness to be under authority is one component of something. It just it lends itself to be a component of division. It's part of the equation. We have hearts of rebellion. Can we just be honest? The Spirit of Cain pursues God's children. And oh man, oh my gosh. How do I explain this? This is where I get to everything about my present position, about self-defense, self-awareness, self, self, self. self. The fruit of the garden fall that has has come all the way down thousands and thousands of years into you and I. Oh, we look down, holy, holy cow, I'm naked and I'm full of shame. And shame, which is to me rooted and established in Constant self-evaluation in the spirit of Cain viewpoint, vantage point of self-preservation now. Not self-examination in a good, healthy way, but like, how do I look? How do I sound? Am I better than that brother? Am I making it clear that I'm higher than him? Am I making it absolutely clear I will not receive any of his counsel? I will not be under his authority this is breeding division in the church. I see it all around me. I see it all around me. Now, may the Lord continue to bring it to the surface in areas in me where it still yet remains. But we see things in other people and we write them off. Uh, Don't agree. I don't agree with that. I cannot tolerate your differing opinion on that doctrine I'm out of here you sound like you're just telling me what to do, I'm not under your authority, I'm under God's authority self-exaltation self-preservation it's in the world it's in the world And equally so in the church. And it needs to go. It's got to go. Our verse this morning in our whiteboard teaching was simple. Proverbs instruction, to trust in the Lord with our entire heart. Our entire innermost place entrusted to Him. Not partial. Not mostly. My hope and my trust is not in men. It's in Yahweh. But it plays out alongside men. It plays out alongside the members of the body that I am within. My submission to the Father is revealed in my submission to the brothers. Why? Because they don't hold absolute authority over me. I can submit to men in whatever measure is presently on the table of my life Because I've fully submitted and committed my life into the Father. My life is His. It's not mine to prop up. It's not mine to defend. It's not mine to justify. It's in Him the best I know how. So if, if someone came to me who's in my life in a measure enough to rightly deserve any place of authority, even incremental now, and said, You know what, brother? What I heard your podcast last week, and XXX, and if it was harmful, hurtful, offended me, I would have a test to see if what I'm saying is true. I've been pleading with brothers in my life that have been close to me or on the fringes of a relationship. I have pleaded with men for five years. At least, please correct me. You know what? Guess what? Nobody does it. Nobody does it. I know that sounds backwards, and I may not even know if I want what I'm asking for, but I know my innermost place craves the right-ordered function of the body. Without it, we are all doing whatever we want, saying whatever we hear the Lord say with absolutely no altering views. No, no alternative no alternative views. No views that are in any way different than our own. And guess what? It's just one dimensional. It's one-dimensional. It does not mean in any way that I cannot hear the Lord. It doesn't invalidate that. People are so afraid that if somebody corrects them or challenges them, or even tells them they're flat-out wrong, that that somehow means that their position is entirely invalidated. And but you know we're threatenable. We are offendable. But listen, I'm not here to prop up my opinion. I would like to say my opinion, my doctrine, my beliefs, they're not my own. They're not my possession. They're in the Father, the best I know how. So that you you can't have them. You can't take them from me. They're not mine. (laughs) They're a gift from God and I'm just trying to rightly handle them and wield them in my present Place of understanding towards them. It's not my possession. What I say on here, even hey, if somebody came against me and like their whole goal was to prove me wrong and like make sure everybody knows I'm heretical, I don't care. I don't care. What does it do to me? It doesn't negate everything I'm giving my life towards because of an altering opinion that may be right. We've got to move past these elementary things, people. We walk around like a bunch of kindergarten children on the playground who, if we get pushed, we got to start crying and run away and tell on them or push them back. You know what? Push me. I'm, I'm just going to keep playing. Steal my truck? That's okay. I'll play with some dirt. You know what I mean? Let's be kingdom people. I'm so sick of the church looking just like the world in self-defense. and self-justification. There was no place in the Messiah for the devil to get a foothold. Well, why is that? He was sure of his identity. He was under authority to perfection. And you know what? No man could take that from him. No man could lord over Messiah. Why? Not because he ran every man off and said, Don't you tell me what to do. I'm the son of God, you know. He just said, You know what? I speak what I hear the Father say, and I do what I see him doing. So you know what? It is what it is, brother. I want to live like that. Don't you want to live free like that, friend? Wouldn't you like to be free... To simply be one who speaks and does what the Father's saying and doing? Let's mature. What's maturity? And then we're going to wrap this up. Walking in the pattern of Yeshua Messiah, the Son. Let's walk as He walked. Under authority. Oh my gosh. Under authority. Let's not be so afraid move forward maturing changing receiving correction unfazed we're sure we're set our trust it's in the Lord I'm not leaning on myself I'm sure not leaning on you in the sense of anything out of order my trust my entire heart is entrusted to the Lord amen